It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's Wallover podcast. The only rugby podcast gives you all the news, views and opinion on the weekend's rugby action, all with a West Country accent. And the accent of a man that's shoving dominoes into his face. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be eating consistently through this podcast so everyone can just deal with it. <laughs> welcome, Lensman, as you may have heard. Uh, our resident eye in the sky, our eye in the stands, who has actually seen half of the Premiership play this weekend, which is... Uh, is a rarity, isn't it? With a mouthful of pizza. Uh, yeah, not a rarity. I see quite oh, a lot of rugby every week. Yeah, but three game, three games to work Friday, Saturday, and oh, Sunday yeah. for you yeah. is a rarity. Maybe. Why yeah. can afford dominoes? Yeah. yeah, just from just making it rain. <laughs> humble, humble brag. I bet he's not got to create your own either, has he? Got a half and a half in it. Half and half. Texas barbecue pepper. Oh, of course, of course you have Texas rolling, barbecue. rolling like a pump. Next, next, <laughs> next, next. You'll be saying you have some fucking pineapple on it, dickhead. As if I would um, have pineapple on a pizza. Well, you got barbecue sauce, mate. What's the matter What's with, you? with that? Well, it's not pizza, is it? Well, it clearly is pizza. It's... it's it's not, mate. Barbecue sauce as a base on a pizza just is not is not for real. It's really nice though. It's Every not. day. I hate you a bit more. <laughs> Good. Well, maybe you can buy some pizza next weekend, but we'll Not come on to that. You can buy it. <laughs> you can buy it. I bet you're brilliant at ordering pizza. I've got plenty of experience, which may shock you. Um, and I'm also joined uh, by the compassionate one, the the sense of the podcast, the one who keeps us level and grounded. Ben, how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. Thanks. Good, good. Quite fancy uh, pizza now. Yeah, it's too late for pizza. Who eats pizza at nine o'clock? You, probably you. You go to bed. You go to bed with it laying heavy on your stomach. And Russ, I bet you've always got a slice of emergency pizza in your bedside <laughs> table. In the cabinet, emergency in an emergency break glass. That, uh, every every night's an emergency. Tracy, get me some pizza. I'm out in my drawers. The they've worst thing a... is, 
I live in a like a delivery vortex. So <laughs> then like where we live, we live we're about sort of seven or eight miles outside of Newquay and we're about ten miles from St Austell and nowhere, absolutely nowhere delivers here. Unless you want to curry and pay like eight pounds for delivery, you've got to you, you've got to suck it up and drive and get it yourself. Yeah, but that's not because of the distance from anywhere. That's because they don't want the locals to kill and eat them on their way through. Oh, steady, <laughs> steady away. Um, right. I think there was some rugby going on this weekend. Um, lots of Premiership action. Although, again, this higgledy piggledy season where nobody really knows. Uh, what's going on has taken a new turn and we managed to finally see what Saracens would be like had they not been breaking the salary cut for two years or three years however long Um, but we'll come on to that a little bit later as well Uh, let's start with a bit of rugby chat for for the local people Um, Nuki Hornets Ben did they did they lose in the national vars yesterday did you find out yeah, it was it was the cup they they um they got quite far in last year and um, they went to Exeter and played one of the um the the other clubs in Exeter. We haven't quite got on to playing the Chiefs yet, um, and lost twelve ten. Um, but I I can remember going to an away match at that ground and losing eighty eight nil. So I think twelve ten is probably uh probably well we'd have taken it that day anyway. Yeah, I remember going to Burnham on Sea from Newquay. And playing Burnham on Sea and getting beat 106 0. That was a, a fun time. But yeah, at least we had Andy Burbage on. Crash Ball 10, yeah. Crash Ball 10. And I played against another Crash Ball 10 who, had play, who was like probably 10 years older than me at the time. But he was an absolute baller and he just made me look ridiculous. Wasn't, which... he, wasn't he a Fijian? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. He was probably about 45 at the time and just absolutely ran the show it's a joke um but there you go i was pretty poor anyway and i was really really fat fat as i am now Doug. <laughs> i thought i'd get that in first um right uh let's get on to the premiership some shock results this weekend with both northampton uh losing at london irish which is probably your you know like your new home ground now doug isn't it? You, you must be closer to london irish than than anywhere else it's actually actually Salarysons. Is it Salarysons? Oh no, that's that. That must make you feel a little bit dirty. Um, but your beloved Northampton Saints were gunned down by London Irish on Friday night. A little bit of indiscipline from the guy whose name I can't pronounce. Um, oh, it wasn't really indiscipline, was it? It was a marginally mistimed tackle. Well, the guy was on his knees, wasn't he? Who, who did he hit? Who was the, the London... I can't remember the London Irish guy who was he hit, but, you know, he was already going down or even down. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't was... be so eggy about it if it didn't happen 25 times in every game. Mm. That's true. You know, That's true. It's just it's just a bit nonsensical, really. And, um, yeah, I don't think it costs us the game. Jesus Christ, what have you just sent me there, Ben? <laughs> that is, that Russ, is that Russ wearing a fat suit? <laughs> for, for, the benef- for the benefit of the tape, um, Ben has just sent Doug a photograph of what I used to look like. Is Russ when his head was the right way up? <laughs> um, and I'll tw- we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it for those, uh, those who are interested with Sorry, some, con- um, some context. Yeah, look, um, 
if you listen, have listened to the last few match reports or watched the last few Saints games, I think they've been treading a thin line between getting a pasting and winning. And um, I think this week they didn't manage to bring it back. They they sort of... Henry Taylor got charged down twice in quick succession, one for the losing losing try. Um, I don't know. I think they're not playing well. But again, hasn't really cost them because Exeter brought their lives up this week as well, didn't they? So They did. And, and that kind of leads me on to a bit of a wider question before we talk a, too much more about sort of the action. Is that the fact that London Irish are now safe from relegation, that must have been something that was really heavy on their on their minds when they approach every game in almost a, you know, let's pick up losing bonus points where we can, you know, let's give ourselves the best possible chance. Let's keep things tight. Is this a view of what the premiership could look like if it was ring fenced? God, I hate that argument. It's, it's just a question. It's just bullshit. Why is it bullshit? Do you not think it would change the way teams approach approach different games now, or approach no. games in general? No, because DRs are still not going to want to lose. They're still no, not going to want to consistently finish at the bottom, are they? No, but there's no consequence. There's, now there is. There's no consequence for London Irish to get beat. Of course, there's consequence. The consequence and the jeopardy comes from people not wanting to lose their jobs. But if there's no, if they're not going to get relegated for the rest of this season, that. For London, if, they're getting, if they're getting humped every week, yeah, they're still going to want to play tight, aren't they? So they stop getting humped because no one wants to get humped every week because then you don't get another contract or the DOR gets fired. It, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just think it, it has to has to have an impact with the way that that certain teams are going to approach their games for the rest of the season, and we can use Leicester, Bath. Um, Quins to a certain extent the way they play today um, Wasps Worcester you know teams that probably you wouldn't think were nailed on for top six so out of champion or Champions Cup contention now are we going to are we going to see more teams play a bit more gung-ho is what I'm, I suppose what I'm getting at more kicks to the corner more sort of devil may care rugby because of that lack of actually it doesn't matter if we don't get a losing bonus point because or it doesn't matter if we don't win because we're not going to get relegated well, so Bath, it, Bath and Leicester really opened the taps didn't they <laughs> <laughs> well Doug, Doug can tell us about that in a minute but Bath, Bath's pitch gets worse and worse and worse every single season I am um, uh, I, I, I know totally we've had a lot of rain but pitches don't matter it's rugby I just okay. totally agree with Doug they're still going to try and win the game. And if you're going to lose the game by throwing it around like, like an idiot, they ain't going to do it. Yeah, so I'm not, saying, I'm not saying throw it around like an idiot. What I'm saying is, will you, are you going to find teams making more of an effort to go for it when they could take an easy three points to tick along in a game? Will we find more teams going to the corner? Will we find more teams actively... Actively showing more endeavour to win than not to lose. 
No, you're just going to have more shit games. In what way? With nothing riding on it. Nothing riding on it. Nobody caring. And that's where, and that's where players my point... try, players try not to get injured. It's gonna be, it's gonna be shit. And that's where my initial question around is this a view of what the Premiership could and would look like if ring fencing was introduced? Is it that sort of view of what we're looking at now? That's that was the initial question. No. Bad teams are going to be bad teams, and bad teams can't play open, expansive rugby. But but that's not the, the that's not the that's not the point I'm making. Which is, with no fear of relegation, this is the equivalent of ring fencing to a certain extent, because there is no consequence for Worcester, London Irish, Leicester, Bath, Queens, whoever it might be. I'm deliberately just leaving out. Gloucester, Exeter and Northampton because that's the most unlikely scenario and and saying well actually with with there being no relegation in theory because Saracens are being relegated it is the equivalent of having a ring-fenced premiership because next season Russ, I understand that mate I do understand that but I don't. I don't think it's like this magic potion to all of a sudden turn the Premiership into Super Rugby. But could it? No, because of the the way that because of the jeopardy of losing your job. I don't think no one's going to say, "Oh, well, we're not going to sack our DOR because he's not going to get relegated." But we've been humped thirteen times this year. But at least we're throwing the ball around. I would say from a a business perspective let's yeah if you if you're throwing a ball around and playing slightly more attacking rugby and having a go for it and and trying to win matches rather than stay in them or not lose them if that for any way brings people through the gate and i'm not saying it will i'm just talking i'm just talking hypothetically (laughs) people that like 100 cricket yeah yeah and the pro bowl yeah. But but that's but what I'm, people if they if they if you've got a club that's trying to be a business as well and get people through the gate and encourage people to come and see excited attacking rugby, then why why do they need to have a high turnover of staff etc cetera, etc cetera, when there's when the business might be thriving and there's no threat of of that dying off because there's no relegation. Judging by Twitter, I think a, a sounder business solution from Premiership Rugby was to, before every game, get a Saracens player in stocks and just let players, uh, let fans just throw rotten vegetables at them. Honesty, integrity, respect. Yeah, just let them do that. Humility. And uh, that would bring people Hospitals. in through the doors. And then, um, you know, they, they can kick the corner or not, really. They're, they're there already, aren't they? Yeah. I just... Why... why... Yeah, I thought we were talking about Northampton London Irish. Yeah. Well, we were, and we we kind of evolved it because London Irish won the game, and the pressure's off London Irish now, and that's a kind of, I suppose, a little bit of of a different angle of what I was getting trying to get at is that there's no there's no you know London Irish were expected to struggle around the bottom, be there for there and thereabouts relegation now. 
for them, all the pressure is off. It doesn't matter what happens to them for the rest of the season now. Or it might have just been they played really well. And they, they did. Played, they might have played really well anyway. It, they played very well and Saints played badly. I didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know. But I'm, I'm surmising. Well, if, you, if you'd shut up for a minute and stop talking about ring fencing, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. No, I don't want to now. Just because Northampton lost. No. Um, Irish were very good. And, and for a team that, by your reckoning, have got no jeopardy and, and pressure's off, the intensity they played with belied that. They they just... And this is the worry for me about Saints. I think they're getting a bit of a reputation as a team that can be bullied. And teams are coming in just sticking it on them straight away and trying to, uh, you know, push them around. Um, and that's not a recipe for playoff success. So much like you could argue that certain NFL teams are regular season teams. Yeah. In that, you know, they can... Like the Saints. The Saints are a bit of a regular season team. They look great when they're beating up teams that only can prepare for a week. You know, um, Drew Brees throwing the ball around all over the place. Get them into playoff football, they suddenly become a different animal. I think that might be the case with, with Saints. But Saints is still quite a young, inexperienced, oh, no. growing yeah, team. Yeah, that's, that's why the that's why they're being pushed around. I think, and I mean, apparently we've signed Kapoku, and although that's not confirmed, and and, well, I, and Nick, I, Nick Autorak is coming next year. Yeah, and that and it, those two signings kind of worry me a bit because they are just, you know, very good players, and Autorak's a big boy, and he's what, not played much rugby. Autorak is no, he? No, but they're, they're, of years. They're just not, they're not what you class as, you know, um, big angry blokes, are they? No, but I mean, you you got the, the Franks brothers propping up the front but, row. Yeah, but, they're, they're, but they're both past it. Ben Ben Franks was past it two years ago playing for London Irish. He's on a, he's on a victory lap with his brother. The, the concern for me would be more around the fact that your best player for the last two years, Reinach, is off in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've got, you know, the young nines coming through, but Reinach single-handedly won you a number of games in the last 18 months or so, hasn't he? Yeah, but all, all of our game plan goes through him. And also, I disagree that he's been head and shoulders our best player. Really? I would say that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, when Biggers played, he's been immense. Yeah. Um, and Piers Francis has been amazing as well. Fair enough. Back, like, Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. They've all played well, but right, uh, you know, in my other, in my old podcast, there was a certain member that um, liked shiny things. So... If if it shines and it's big and flashy and you can see it from from space, it must be the best thing since sliced bread. And because Ryanak does grab the headlines, he scores amazing tries and he is a brilliant you know he's a brilliant player. 
but it's very visible, isn't it? It's very yeah. Front it, and center. You could say the same about Faf de Klerk, couldn't you? It's, yeah, it's very exactly. Exactly. in your in your face type. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I like my brilliance to be a little bit harder to find. Richard Hill level brilliance. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you must love this podcast. <laughs> and if I think I'm still here, and if and if you are listening and you like your brilliance hidden, please uh, let us know because again, <laughs> you probably won't find it for the next three quarters of an hour or so. Um, let's uh, let's move on. You dug at the wreck yesterday as well for mm. Bath versus Leicester type of game, Ben. I would imagine you would have really enjoyed a thirteen ten thriller. Was it a, was it a thirteen ten little with mistakes or a thirteen no, ten that was real about, tight? The best thing about the experience yesterday was the retro cafe breakfast that I had. <laughs> what in was, in the centre of Bath, which was jolly nice. And there's a, a lovely little tap house slash brewery thing next to the uh, Bath club shop, which I haven't noticed before. Which was um, dispensing some very good medicine <laughs> and that was that was the uh your entire review of your trip to bath yeah it the... was a filthy match played between two bang average teams um in a gray misty drizzly just gipping day really ben question question for you regarding bath obviously dr roberts um, has gone to the Stormers and you've brought in Josh Matavesi, which I think is a, a really good sign in yeah. as far as utility bats go. Without going too far into salary cap type stuff, a player leaving mid-season of Jamie Roberts ilk, and we all know that Jamie Roberts hasn't been at his best probably for the last couple of years, injuries and, and age and the fact that he's got a massive head catching up with him. Um do you think there's an element of an element of salary shuffling that's gone on there to allow him to leave mid-season? Um, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I don't do, know. do you think he would have been a marquee? They, they've got um, uh, Falatau, who oh, we, would have to we, be marquee. Are we going back to the ever-popular marquee player speculation? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a popular feature. Um, well, I guess they're, they're paying him X amount of pounds, which, bearing in mind he's got nearly 100 caps for Wales, is probably going to be a lot of money, regardless of his status. If he's not perhaps delivering what they were hoping he would, which I think it's fair to say he didn't, um, then whether it's you know to balance the books for an audit or whether it's just because they want to get another player in in the summer... Then perhaps that is the case that they've 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 moved him on, and you know, to be to be honest, if you're <clears throat> Jamie Roberts, isn't your to your standard rugby player, is he? He's, he's gone to uni while he's been playing, and I, you'd imagine oh, he's going. Is to it, South... he's, a, he's a doctor of medicine, mate. Exactly, mate. Played in the varsity, and 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 you'd think that going to South Africa probably is quite a enticing option at, at, at his age. I mean, I'm talking about him like he's 400; he's younger than me, but. You know, I don't really blame him. I don't really blame Bath either. Um, no. Just a shame. I think Falatau has picked up another injury. I don't know how bad that is. Um, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, I, I must admit, I assume this game was going to be um, the broadcast game in the, in the afternoon because, you know, 
Bath v Leicester would always would always be in you know years gone by. I mean, it does sound like it was it would have been the equivalent of sort of televising one of those tramp fights that they. <laughs> bum was it like bum fighting? Yeah. Um, so you know, but it's a it's a great win for Bath. It puts them in the top six. So, which is. It, well, yeah, utterly mental until Harlequins win today. Yeah, I mean they're they're hard to beat in in at home. I think in in that sort of bog, they've got a big big front five, um, which which sets them in good stead in bad you know bad conditions. Um, they're not a great side at the moment, but they're pro- they're definitely well. Well, they're not going to go down, are they? No, I was going to say they'll definitely win enough points not to go down, but they don't have to worry about that now. Uh, but it's definitely not making them go uh, all out attack by the looks of it. Which is they've, um, they've brought in Spencer on loan by the sounds of it. I don't know when well, he arrived. That well, um, I heard from a what I would consider a pretty reliable source that that is not a loan deal. Really? Okay. So Spencer and I also there's also mootings of um, the Zoski Zos- yeah. as well. More well, likely sale from what I'm hearing. Wow, the man! Imagine, imagine if they could compete financially. <laughs> Sale, imagine that. They, how many South Africans will they have to chop to get Alex Lazowski in? <laughs> They'll just make him South African. <laughs> Colpack. Should they have some Colpack yeah. players in, in, in Sale? I never, um, I never understood Colpack. What was the deal with Colpack? Oh God, I wish I knew. Um, wasn't he a bold detective that used to suck lollipops? <laughs> I got you, baby. Oh, that's Kojak, wasn't it? Uh, well, you never met his wife, did you? Was she was she in the cellar? Yeah, uh, that's the well, one. Isn't it? No, you're thinking of Colombo, mate. <laughs> right. So the Colpack ruling is a European Court of Justice ruling, which you won't have to abide by. Next this week. sounds like a cool story, bro. <laughs> handed, <laughs> handed down on the eighth of May, two thousand and three, in favour of Maros Kolpak. A Slovak, a Slovak handball player, and is declared that citizen citizens of countries which have signed European Union association agreements have the same right of freedom to work movement within the EU as EU citizens. So, like overseas, so they, in county championship terms, they don't class as overseas players. So they class they were classed as you know just normal run of your mill county championship players. So they so you could have. Graham Smith and Jack Callis, as well as Sachin Tendulkar and I don't know Mitchell Stark, for instance, or you know Shane Warne. If you, yeah, if, I should like, imagine, I should imagine Surrey went down that. I road. mean, I stopped listening two and a half minutes ago. That that team you just said did sound like Saracens Cricket Club, though, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> They've been known to play a bit of cricket, Saracens, haven't they? They have the anyway. Um, enough about Saracens for a minute. What were we talking about before we started talking about Copa? Oh, sale and their ability to compete financially. Yeah. Alex Zoski to sale is an interesting one. Um, well, they keep all their all their backs keep um, wanting to be Irish, don't they? True. off over there. Yeah, but now they've got, obviously, about 17 Dupree brothers. One Only one of them's a forward, I think. Well, they've got two forwards. They've got... They've got the James brothers. They they like a bit of. I nearly said they love a bit of incest in sale. That would have gone down well, wouldn't it? Um, I didn't mean that normally, but obviously they've got a lot of of sibling pairings. 
its sale, should we say, rather than whether they Incest. like to copulate with each other, which is entirely false. Um, oh God, that was a rabbit hole. Don't even know how I managed to get myself into that. And I've lost my trailer thought, which is that, amazing podcasting. That, that, that went... That went full partridge, didn't it? It really did. I'd just like to clarify, I do not suggest anyone at sale indulges in incest. <laughs> that is a fact. I would like to confirm that. And and as I was saying all that stuff, you know, as you're saying stuff and you think, I probably I wish I was it. shutting up now. Yeah, yeah, I wish I was shutting up now. Why, and, why am I still talking? And then, and then you've got nothing to sort of... You kind of think, right, I've got to stop. And then, but you've got nothing in your brain to back it up with, like to just come out and move things forward, which is sometimes why nothing in his brain shocker. Milsom, you ignorant. (laughs) 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 Anyway, um, let's talk about Sale because Sale uh, went to Sandy Park yesterday and took away a victory, which not many people predicted. Rob Baxter said that Exeter basically got everything they deserved from a really poor first half performance. Uh, an interception try right on half time from a Gwigan Pope sale. 22 5 up. Um, Exeter, who, you know, let's be honest, have still got quite a few of their stars, although I think Joe Simmons was banned. Um, Noel is injured, Slade's injured, etc. Um, had no answer for, for sales physicality in that first half, by all accounts. And it just, uh, they had left themselves too much to do. So with both Exeter losing and uh, who else? Jesus, I'm having a shocker. Um, that left the door open for Gloucester to to come in and, and do some business. Um, but Ben, they got beat up by a, a very good Bristol team. Um, and Stephen Jones doing his best to, to make friends it. At Bristol now, Saracens are uh, going down. He's trying to he's trying to get crawl into Steve Lansdowne's arse, isn't he? Well, is I, haven't right? seen, I haven't seen that because I'm blocked. Yeah, well, the, so. the tweet was it was around uh, excellence from Purdy and and O'Connor, I think it was, um, and then suggested John Afoa. Oh, Luatua, should I say Purdy and Luatua, and then suggesting John Afoa is the best overseas signing ever to play in the Premiership. Can we just go over that for a moment? Yeah. John Afoa, who was let go by Gloucester two years ago yeah. for being too shit, <laughs> is the best overseas signing ever in a premiership that Carlos Spencer has played in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't don't get me started on Carlos Spencer. Why not? Because he's rubbish. Oh wow. Wow. Think things are about Hot to take from Ben. Think, think <laughs> things are about to get pretty tasty. <laughs> Carlos Spencer's rubbish. Yeah, that Maradona was shit and all, weren't he? <laughs> what 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 basis have you got with Carlos Spencer was shit, Ben? Because he went missing in big games and just couldn't be bothered tackling. Wow. Like that's, any that's... good ten should. <laughs> that, that, that's that's right up there with with someone saying that uh, Maruatoje is horrifically over <laughs> overrated and doesn't deserve the money that he's been getting from um, appearances that may or may not have happened at events. What was the other one called that was a bit like Carlos Spencer played for Australia? No, Ooh. have to narrow that down for Australian tens, mate. Australian ten loved the 
long pass couldn't tackle. Well, again, you're going to have to narrow that down. Yeah, Curtly no. Beal. No, no, before that. Anyway, I'd rather have Danny Carter than uh, Carlos Spencer, surely. Oh, of course, but he never played in the Premiership, so right. he's, he's ineligible for selection for this particular category. Um, right. I bet all three of us could come up with five players better than John Afoa that are currently playing in the Premiership and oh, cur- currently overseas players. Well, I think, I think you said it right when you said that um, John Afoa isn't even the best overseas player to play at Bristol. You know? probably, probably not even the best overseas prop at Bristol. <laughs> I mean, you could you could stick Piatal, Luatua, both in both in that category, not in the prop category, obviously. Um, overseas, I mean, you know, Nick Evans was a great Premiership player, wasn't he? You know, although not amazing on the international stage. You know, Stephen Donald played for Buff for a bit, Ben. <laughs> well, they've got. I, I mean, from one perspective, you could say, but due to his the amount of years he's played here. But then what about Francois Lowe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or... that's a shout. Um, yeah, Lowe. Um, what was the guy at Saracens that tackled with his face? Burger. Brits. Burger. Yeah, Brits. Um, thinking of... Both, both burgers. Pat Howard. Bruce Rehana. Pat Lamb. Yeah. Um, uh, the American... At Saints. Oh, Chris Wiles. Oh, at Saints. Oh, Saints. The Ameri- Oh, um, Samuel Manoa. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. And what what counts with... as an import? You've got Welsh. You got. Yeah. I mean, what what we're rapidly learning is that Stephen Jones is a mewling tart. He is a moron. He is a moron, and he and 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 he is he's literally becoming just like a shock DJ. Like he he's basically a main, and and I mean this with the greatest amount of affection because I I really do like JB's content, but he's like a mainstream JB. <laughs> you know what I mean? Has, has anybody has anybody checked Operation U Tree for Stephen Jones? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be careful he'll get the Sunday Times' legal department on you <laughs> he might do mate but he won't listen to this um, but and I'm also not suggesting that he's done anything because you know people have been cleared for Operation U-Tree it's just a suggestion <laughs> um, can I just can I just uh, make a confession absolve myself from that oh, but also <laughs> please, yeah, please. also I, I'd like to point out that uh, the, opera, the views of Russell Wilson don't conform to my own yeah, um, yeah. but also um, I did slightly get um i was thinking of quade cooper who's who i was thinking uh, of earlier yeah. oh, right. and i i have slightly confused quade cooper and carlos spencer in my head so <laughs> carlos spencer is not rubbish although <laughs> and, and quade cooper has never played in the premiership yeah but, but, but other than that ben you've done brilliant yeah having said that I st- <laughs> i'd still rather have danny carter than than uh Carlos Spencer and definitely Quade Cooper. Mate, that that's like that is genuinely like saying, yeah, I'd rather have Maradona than than you know Keith Skill. (laughs) (laughs) You'd rather have Dan Carter. Of course you would. Of those of you that are really confused, um, this is a properly niche reference that probably only me and Doug will get because the other people involved 
the other people involved in this won't listen to this podcast. But when we were in the RAF together, we invented two footballers called called Keith Skill and Jason Pissflap. And (laughs) I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember how or why we invented these players. Well, it was Uncle Holmes that invented them. Wasn't us. Uh, well, we were we were involved in the. We were involved yeah. in but the Keith, Keith, creation. Keith's, <laughs> Keith Skill would usually be the person that would have run headfirst into a fight and then buried one from forty yards out, wouldn't he? Yeah. And um, now no one is listening. Last ten minutes. <laughs> my my friend, I had a friend uh, back when uh, Allardyce was at Bolton, and he said Allardyce. Yeah, his mental image of Bolton was just 11 players running in a sort of compact herd <laughs> around the pitch, all go, all chanting, Bolton, 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 Bolton. <laughs> like bees just chasing, just around, around the hive. <laughs> Amazing. I don't even really know where we are. really badly programmed Commodore 64 <laughs> football game. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember sensible soccer? That that was yeah. the type of the type of thing that Sen- would happen. No, mate, that. I'm hearing nothing bad about sensible soccer. Sensible world of soccer was incredible. Oh, that was amazing. On the Amiga 500, yeah, I think on the you Amiga, could, you could manage any team, couldn't you, in the world? Yeah. Border security in India. Was that your team? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Go for border security. Yeah. yeah. End up signing Alan Shearer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put an absolute swaz on free kicks with your, with, with your joystick, and you had to have, have to have your joystick on suction cups on the desk and absolutely ripping yeah. it off. Could get like, through like twenty joysticks a year, swazzing it about into the top corner. Because then, at the same time you were playing that, you were you were you were peaking to masturbation, weren't you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you had quite a strong grip. <laughs> And then, and then to follow that up, there was a game. Do you remember? Do you remember the game Manchester United in Europe, which went from the end-to-end football, like sensible soccer and kickoff two, and then you had that Manchester oh, United. Scrolled, United didn't it? it scrolled yeah. right to yeah. left. And did it you had have to um, music? It was horrible. Did you have to safely negotiate the airport as well? Jesus Christ! Uh, is this going to be one of those podcasts that we do and then go? We can't put that out. <laughs> It's going out, mate, whatever happens. Um, should we get back to rugby? Possibly. Just quickly. Let Ben, you watch the, the Bristol-Gloucester game. <clears throat> How good were Bristol? How bad were Gloucester? Uh, Bristol were good and, and Gloucester were really bad. Reese Samet touched the ball once for the whole game, um, which I find pretty incredible, really. Um, and it wasn't like well, he was... Probably being man-marked by John Foa. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible shout. <laughs> just getting Pat Lamb on the whiteboard. Now, John. Just, just stand just stand in that five meter channel, John, because it's a long way round you. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't notice it on the telly, but I expect if you're in the ground it probably was obvious. But um Yeah, whatever they did, it worked. Um they they were they were quite lateral at times and, and you know, went side to side, but whether that was you know, a deliberate tactic to tire out Gloucester a little bit because uh, they did. Oh, I've seen them do that several times. They yeah. they do shift it side to side, trying to just manipulate defenders into positions that they can exploit. Yeah, and try, and try I, and get I, forwards out of position against backs, and that is definitely a ploy they use. 
And I think Hughes is quite key to that because he's he's their one sort of d- dynamic heavy ball carrier. So, you know, he was making a lot of ground. Um, you know, th- there was a lot of talk about, you know, him for England and whether it, whether he was a bit hard done by. Um, but I think that the telling thing they said is Pat Lamb had said that he'd, he'd almost sort of retrained him a little bit and, and, and rearranged the side and they were almost building the side around him. And I think, I don't think Jones wants to bring in another number eight that he has to completely restructure his side around because he's, that side is very much structured to Biddy's strength, which is a lot closer in. Um, so whether that counts against him now and the fact that he didn't really do a great deal in, in his internationals, but he, he's playing really well at the moment for Bristol. Um, Randall's a nice little scrum half. We've said that before. And um, they were well-deserved winners. You know, Gl- Gloucester were outplayed. Did Gloucester look soft? Um, to be honest, they were winning a lot of collisions, but they hardly had the ball, to be honest. That was their main problem. And um, once they tired, they got picked off pretty regularly. Um, I, th- I think Gloucester lack a... Without Cipriani, without wanting to get on my knees in front of him too much, they lack a lot of creativity in that midfield when you've got... <clears throat> I know Owen Williams was on his return from injury, but Simpson, Simpson thrives on the quick ball and then the threat of Cipriani doing something with Owen Williams outside him and then <clears throat> Atkinson and Harris. As good as Atkinson has been, he's not a creator. He's a... You know, he's an honest, hard-working 12. And if you set your team up accordingly without, you know, without the threat of of the magic that Cipriani can can give, then Har- um, Harris and Atkinson potentially could be quite easily easy to defend against because it's quite one-dimensional. Well, well, Atkinson's got that offloading game, hasn't he? Um, which he's very good at, but... If you defend him in the way Bristol did and almost give up a little bit of extra ground, but get get close enough to stop the offload and maybe wrap him up a little bit more, that perhaps takes that out of the game. Um, but Bristol's pack got on top, you know, in the scrums and stuff. So 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 Gloucester were not getting clean ball, and Gloucester were trying to really smash into the breakdown, but it didn't do them a lot of good. Um, you know, it was a real bad day at the office for him. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, again, with all those those top top three sides losing, obviously Sale Sale made some ground. Um, big win for Wasps yesterday. Cornish from Billy Searle starting, I think it's probably his first game of the season starting for Wasps. Um, and he's off to Worcester next season. Uh they beat Worcester 30-26 with a with a late Dan Robson try. Um Duncan Weir, are they are they going to uh, Scotland going to draft Duncan Weir into the squad? I have already. They, have they? All oh, right. Well, it was news to me. Get Ramman Ram in there in the uh, in the face of <clears throat> in the face of Finn Russell being ejected. But I'd imagine like, Scotland would play someone like Adam Hastings when they. Can you, ima- can you imagine if they play Laidlaw and Ramman? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, at least Ramman, like he can't get served at the bar, so. <laughs> Well, you're not going to say no to him. We'll just run through the bar. It's got the only 10 out there wants. in the world that doesn't have a neck. It's incredible. 
Um, but I, obviously, I didn't. Nobody saw too much of this game because it wasn't televised. And uh, but a good win for Wasps, nonetheless. But again, you know, Wasps have had a lot of um, doubters, a lot of uh, issues going on so far this season. If you say ring fencing, I'm hanging up. I'm not going to say ring fencing, but I'm saying is there's no there's no consequences for any for any of them, is there? So well, you know, yeah, I mean, but we've been saying that like that that was an obvious consequence. But what are we supposed what are you supposed to do? Just say, oh yeah, cool. No, no, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, what are you supposed to in do? My opi- in my opinion, if they were going to relegate them, they should have done what they done to Richmond and and to London Welsh and really relegated them, fucked them right off to London two to London two north. Fair enough. They could <laughs> you know. salary cap in, in that in that league. <laughs> See you in a bit. But, you know. Well, if you think about, I didn't want to go down this route, but I will. When Rangers got relegated out of the Scottish Premiership for their financial irregularities, exactly, they got tossed all the way down to the Scottish Division Three, and a lot of that was down to sort of tax avoidance and uh, not necessarily co-investments, but there was a lot of different, um, a lot of different schemes that were involved in that in that Rangers uh scenario which led to them being relegated all the way all the way down to to the lower leagues so you know i think you know to a certain extent saracens can can count themselves pretty lucky um but we're not going to talk about that and but what we will talk about is harlequins versus saracens today um first of all before the game itself what was the what was the atmosphere around the stoop like though what was it was it was it Bit of booing. There was a, a young lad who'd spent four and a half seconds writing a sign saying we may so it was a Harlequins young Harlequins fan who'd ripped a cardboard box up. Not even <laughs> trimmed the edges. Do you know what I mean? Which is which is, up, which is which is rare for a did did the Harlequins fan, you know, was his was his au pair not no, no, it was a, fo- it was a Fortnum and Mason the Fortnum and Mason cardboard box. Ah right. But okay. he just hadn't trimmed it up. Um Saying we may be jesters, but you're the joke, which Ooh. I thought was quite nice. There's a bloke uh-huh. wearing wearing uh, a Salarysons, uh red baseball cap with 2016 to 2020 on it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, great so stuff. They, they put the they put uh, the effort in then, and they booed every time Saracen scored. Well, it's neither in nor there. That is it. It's doesn't really matter booing when they score it's kind of kind of a, a non-thing i guess that'll um, show those academy players won't it <laughs> well i said i said to ben before we started recording line that you know a glimpse of what saracens could look like so i met friend of the pod james at the stoop today at the stoop lovely yep. and that was the first thing i said to him <laughs> this is what it's not hello. <laughs> not I mean, okay, yeah. you? All right, all right, cheat. I didn't even say, all right, cheat. Just walked, just walked yeah. up to him and went, So, this is what Saracens would be like without the salary cap. What's it, what's it like now that you've woken up from your dream and have started living the lie? Um, basically, basically said to him, like, This is what rugby is like when you play by the rules. You know, you uh, you end up with a shit team sometimes, <laughs> and 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 he was like, yeah, it, it, and he was, you know, 
I think the funny thing about the Saracens fan at the moment is when they like when that happens, you'll see it. They'll be all over Twitter. Oh, Harlequins were brilliant today. Congratulations to them. Look how look how lovely we all are. Yeah, you know we all know different. They're all scum. There, there are <laughs> there are a couple. There are, there have been a few Saracens fans that I've seen not not today but in this week. And the first offence and and I've in the uh, the short mall um, fancy rugby draft group that there is with Matt and there's Duncan Keane who listens, um, Ben Bacon from America, Eddie Stevens is in there, old uh, rugby ranter banter. And I give James a monumental amount of shit in that group. <laughs> like, he doesn't deserve any of the shit I give him, right? He so, doesn't, because he's the nicest man He's, in the whole he's world. Such, such a nice bloke. <laughs> But but I give him loads because on the flip side of that, there's um, at Shanghai Matt who is a, just a massive lummox boil account. Um, but he just he Describe, comes back just for just for anyone out there that might not be aware of what a lummox is. Just big and daft, just massive. <laughs> um, so, but I do give him loads and loads of shit, and and I've accused James of projecting onto Exeter quite a bit and you know I I support yeah, Exeter. there is support a lot Exeter, of that going on and there is a lot of projection on or deflection should I say onto other teams like oh okay well we've been caught yeah but you know how can they do it and oh, it's all Tony Rowe's fault and we must string Tony Rowe up by the bollocks and if he wasn't the only one that complained the Rob backs to this and Exeter that and I'm like you know just accept that your team has fucked it all up Stop blaming Exeter. Exeter are probably the most vocal because they've lost a couple of finals and you know they feel a little bit hard done by. Not excusing that sort of type of behaviour from Rowe and and that, but you know they didn't complete a fucking however many page dossier and hand it to PRL like Harlequins did. They just they've just been quite outspoken about their feelings. So what? Feelings are feelings. Let them get on with it, but don't deflect all of the shit that Saracens have done. On to other clubs. It's just everybody's got to have feelings, man. And we need to talk about them. Most importantly, well, we have done for hours on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a feelings podcast. I'm not a feelings man. No, I don't own. You just have a black void where your soul should be. Yeah, which will which I'll come on to on my any other business. Um, which I think might be a repeat of a previous one, but I, I want to say it anyway. Uh, yeah, but. Having said all all of that, um, how good were Harlequins today? That's the Harlequins side we've caught or Harlequins performance we've been expecting for for a little while. I mean, didn't they start? They started. Were you their first game of the season? And they put someone absolutely to the sword at the stoop. And I can't remember. Last who, year, was that last year? Yeah. Um, and they've been through. I mean, Alex Dombrand in the first two minutes today. Like, well, he we won all that- need to. We all need to stop. Because we were all doing this about um, your Exeter man last year. I'm just saying, I'm not going to say you should be we're all the... doing it about Don Armand. Yeah. And Eddie was like, no, I'm not going to pick him. And I'll even spite myself so that I don't bow to media pressure. Because yeah. that's what's happening with Don Brandt. That, that guy's never going to play for England. Not while Jones is in charge, I don't think. Right. But he was he was exceptional today. Um, like you say, that, that opening two minutes... Where he won the turnover, they did that little line-out move, which was a lovely little move, but Saracens defended it horrifically. And uh, 
he was just he was great all day. Danny Kerr had a good game, buzzing around. Still takes too long over the ball. Still chats too much shit. But the best bit of this whole game for me was Luke Pierce basically telling Jackson Ray he's a prick and telling him to fuck off. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think Quins might there. There might be an argument to say that Quins have got a problem, a very distinct a problem with a very prominent player who when is he when he is present at Harlequins seems to project his attitude onto the squad right yeah um is is he a wand by any chance <laughs> he's an absolutely flapping wand <laughs> he, he's, he's like one of those joke ones yeah that, yeah that when you take it off the magician goes really floppy <laughs> totally, <yeah. laughs> but i think you i think everybody listening knows what we're talking about yeah there is a definite quinn's played with real aggressive intent from the first minute of the game and um never let up and I think had said Wand have been present, there may have been. Well, he would have. He would have done something stupid. Yeah, ill without without well. a shadow of a doubt, he would have done something just just to be centre of attention. He'd have been a dick about something. Um, I think. Uh, and I uh, Sinclair's going. Yeah, he's going to Bristol in Apparently, apparently so. Um, I, I think. I think there's a problem. I think he's a problem. He's, he, I think he may very well be the root of the problems at that club. <clears throat> really interesting. I just hate the way he pulls our stupid eyebrow face. I, I just don't like him. I don't like him one iota. And the sooner he retires, the better for me. Although he'll probably find himself on television lots then as well. And just, I hope not. Yeah. You're, <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll probably be seeing him more than most. Um, the way Lawrence Delalio and Hugo Monia referred to Paul Asicki as a bowling ball, literally every single time he got the ball, I thought was incredible. Human human bowling ball, the bowling ball Paul Asicki, the American bowling ball. The only thing that looks like a bowling ball about him is his head. Is his head, exactly right. He is a big... He's even got three ball. holes in it. <laughs> Weird thing is one of them's at the back. Um, and uh, Caden Murley, who I thought was was excellent on the day, scored a couple of really nice tries. Um, but Quinn's, you know, they've when you look at their their options, you know, Tom Lauday, who's been one of their best players this season, is injured and out, and you know, James Chisholm, who is basically Sean Dyche, is uh, stepping up now as well. He's been playing number eight quite a bit, but he played six today, and he adds a bit of feistiness about him without you know without being too much of a a belter but I, I like the i like what quins have got to offer and i think given a bit of time with some of those youngsters they might be able to do something but they need they need a little bit more create creativity outside of marcus smith i think because he can't be relied upon it to do it himself on his own every week and he was excellent today and and put in a man on match performance um, Ben, have you got anything you want to add about Quinns and Saracens? 
Uh, no, not really, mate. I, I didn't see this one. I was, uh, I was not <laughs> in. So, no, they, so uh, uh, sorry, go on, Ben. I, I, I was just going to say I'll, I'll defer to you two on this one. Just, the um, the Saracen side, mate. If they lose those England players, or even a few of those England players, they're going to be. Well, they're just going to be another team, aren't they? You know. They are. But interestingly, you know, they've they've lost those England players before and not suffered as hard. And whether it's a hangover for all of the stuff that's gone on and, you know, there is lots going on. Those guys that played today, I mean, Brad Barrett pulled out just before the game, didn't he? And I didn't think that the, the guy who came in, um, Dom, somebody, Dom Morris... Uh, I don't think he he didn't have a bad game, but he, you know, he's he's not going to get in as a starting centre in any of the other teams in the Premiership, is he? Whereas previously, you know, the players that come in for Saracens, the youngsters, the the people they've got coming through, were always, you know, seem to be a bit of a cut of a cut above. I mean, I would say I've seen him play before, and he's he's a pretty decent player, but I mean, you know, you. You're coming down from the likes of Barrett and Tompkins, and you know it's it is a lot different. Um, is is that side what's what they're going to end up playing in the championship, or you know it it looked it it looked like even for what they might end up playing in the championship up front, um, you know there was a lot of youngsters there. Um, just depends. We don't know what's going to happen, do we? No, I will say as well, Jack Singleton was terrible today. Well, so was um, Walsoncroft. He carried okay when he came on, but the Saracens line-out in general was appalling at best. Um, but, you know, Hunter Hill, um, I mean, Vincent Cock played. I wouldn't have even known he was on the pitch. Yeah, I, I, I can barely remember him being on the pitch. And it wasn't we... until... I was just... Sorry, go on. I was go just on, there say, you go. Should we talk about that Jackson rating? Yeah, let's talk about what, it. What... So, Ben, do you know what happened? Yeah, I've just seen the clip on um, Twitter. What do you reckon? Ref's in charge. Do what he wants. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. If he's being that much of a knobhead that the referee refuses to deal with him, surely there should be... A sanction? Other... Yeah. Yeah, and it was his team that had the penalty. Yeah, I mean, for me, that should be a team... The whole team should be put on notice that the next person that speaks to me is off well even... would, would, it was wasn't it in the last two minutes yeah so it's possible that that was the deal but you know two minutes in it's unlikely anything's gonna happen i, I don't know I, I, it's happened someone someone said on twitter it's happened in another game already this season really northampton somewhere northampton yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah with um yeah yeah with, with Waller. Uh, Waller. yeah i mean for me having watched it live I thought, I mean, I've criticised Luke Pearce a little bit this season. Um, I thought he handled it brilliantly because he got both, he, he tried to talk to Jackson Ray. Jackson Ray kept interrupting him. Then he walked away and he was trying to get both captains together to say, listen, there's two minutes left. Just sort everybody out. Let's get through it and we'll all, we'll all get off the pitch happy. And Jackson Ray just kept chipping away. And as if to say, you know, mate, just fuck off. We'll get somebody else in. I'll deal with you now for the last two minutes. And he picked Manu Vunapola. I don't know why, whether he was the closest, maybe because he was playing 10 and it was easy access or, or whatever. But 
I actually thought it was excellent refereeing. And like you say, Ben, he's in charge. He doesn't want to deal with the captain anymore. I'm not dealing with you because you're, you're being a bell. You know, you haven't quite done enough. You've not been abusive. You're not, you, you're just being awkward. You haven't done enough to earn a sanction, a reverse order penalty or whatever. You're just annoying me. So I don't want to deal with you. I'm going to deal with you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I only saw the very quick clip. Was it? it? It struck me. It was almost that he was not interacting with Rob Shaw either. It, it was like Ray was just more interested in chipping at Rob Shaw than he was listening to the ref. Well, and it was both, almost like it, it started before. It started like yeah. ten, fifteen seconds before yeah. that. Yeah, it was almost like he was like, right, you're not listening. Clear off, and I'll get someone sensible in. So, uh, what I don't agree with is the people. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. And um, JB was was quite vocal in, in saying, well, that's disrespectful. Um, there was a guy who tweets something from, from Newcastle, a Mark Smith, who, a media manager at Newcastle Falcons, who basically said, um, how can he tell Saracens who the captain is? Well, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, you're the captain now, I'm going to deal with you in that context, not mm. you're the captain of Saracens, Yeah, which is a very sort of... And he, he just he got, on a several threads, got into it with people about it. And I'm like, you know, why, why are you being such a dick? It's just a bit weird. You know, I think Luke Pierce dealt with it perfectly. Doug, what, what, what are your... What do you think about it? I, <clears throat> I think it should be, like, a, like I said... A, if Jackson Ray was being that disrespectful that the referee didn't want to deal with him, he should have been sent off. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think he was he was doing anything necessarily bad for that to happen. He was just being irritating and not, you know, he's supposed to be the captain, he's supposed to be the leader, he's supposed to be the the conduit between the referee and his team. But every when Luke Pierce was trying to deal with him, he was just being a bit of a dickhead. So, so he's just saying, go away. Captain, wanna... But as captain, he should he should know better. He should, absolutely should know better. Absolutely, and you know maybe he's frustrated or what. But that, you know, obviously that's not an excuse. But it's I don't see a problem with it. You know he was being a dickhead. He got told to walk away. Somebody else was coming in, and that's it. You know, Fair enough. Just it's just a referee thing, isn't it? And I'll I think, it. and I tell you what, right. If Wayne Barnes had done that, everybody would be going, oh, what a great referee. <laughs> that was so Gervais what you just did. <laughs> that, but that's what would happen, mate. I promise you, if Wayne Barnes had done that to Jackson Ray, everybody would be You're have right. their mouth full You're of right. You are right. Yeah. yeah. And that's agree. the bottom line. Imagine if Nigel did it. Well, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, absolutely. So, and that to me, that to me, I think was a bigger problem for most, for a lot of people, the fact that Luke Pierce did it and nobody expected it to come from him mm-hmm. and fair, fair play. is what I, what I think. Agreed. Um, cool. Right. Well, six nations next week. That's decent, isn't it? Doug, you're in, uh, in Cardiff for the Wales match. Looking forward to that. Yeah. We all know, uh, who are they playing? Is it Wales Island first up? I don't even know what the fixtures are. It's good, good, isn't it? Wales, Italy. Wales, Italy. All the big ones, mate. All the big. You get, just you... get wheeled out for the big ones. <laughs> Where were you? Be caught like in the corner, Cam. Again, yeah, you, like, you have, you have that try line. 
in the try line yeah. cam. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ireland, Scotland, and even then, England play France next Sunday in Paris, which so will be a, which will be a belter. So, so here's a question: Is Ireland, Scotland, going to be a good game or not? Do we do we even know? Because we we don't really know what Ireland are going to be like because everything's changed and. Scotland haven't got their best player, so. Um, let me. Let, I. I. You say everything's changed at Ireland. I'd be willing to bet a pound to a pinch of shit that absolutely nothing has changed at Ireland under Andy Farrell. I think it would just be a continuation of the Joe Smith era. He worked under Joe Smith. Natural progression. I don't think much will change at all, if anything. Um, and Scotland won't have. Finn Russell, so they'll probably play Adam Hastings at 10, I'd imagine. And in Ireland, I'd imagine they'd take a bit of a pasting. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, yes. I think you're probably right. Uh, because just, you know, the way we know Scotland, you know, Scotland are, I think Ireland will be too too strong for them. But it's just, um, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting to watch, I think. The, the bigger changes will come from Wales, but we won't necessarily see that too much next Saturday. It will be the following weeks where we'll see what Pivak's trying to do with Wales. I think they'll they'll dispatch Italy comfortable next weekend, and then uh, and then we'll see what they're really about a bit later in the tournament. I think because they think they play Ireland the week after, <clears throat> and then we'll see see what happens. Um, right. Any other business? We've we've gone on for about an hour. Doug, you got any other business for this evening? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but it's just flown out of my head. We'll come back to you then. So, yeah. Ben? Um, no? Okay, mate. No, not really, no. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> no, mine, mine was uh, Series 14 of Always Sunny in Philadelphia was uh, released this week, and it's bloody brilliant what is that it's always sunny it's always sunny in philadelphia it's a um a sitcom that's been running in a, in the states for 14 seasons danny devito in it um hijinks ensue it is one of the most consistently funny programs i've ever watched if you, haven't, if you haven't seen it just you it it's a bit like a live action simpsons <laughs> in that nothing ever changes like there's been 14 years of this program and nothing like their their lives don't progress like every every episode's a bottle episode it just there's no overarching story behind anything it is literally just 25 minutes of stupidness and then everyone gets up and does it again the next day sounds good it's brilliant just just watch it i have got one russ go on mate I, there's a thing I don't get. It's um, this 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 Swedish girl Greta. Oh yeah, Sharon. So, so you, you all you hear about sixteen-year-olds is they don't care about anything. They don't take an interest in anything. They're just playing computer games. And then you get someone like that who does take an interest in something that's fairly selfless cause. You know, it's not about herself and does it all in a second language. And then all you hear is, well, that miserable cow can't tell me what to drive. <laughs> um, so I, lo- I love that this is your any other business almost a year and a half after the event. 
it was it was it just hashtag late review no some, someone <laughs> someone was having, just made it to Cornwall. So, someone was having a right kickoff about her today on twitter and i'm like well what have you, you ever done she's yeah. thrown a kettle over a pub exactly <laughs> i just i just feel a bit bad like you, you might not agree with her but you uh you got to admire her well maybe sure it's, it's not for me mate um Two things. Not for me. Teenagers taking an interest. <laughs> Teenagers, yeah. How dare they? Fucking millennials. Right. Uh, um, Kobe Bryant has died, which is incredible news. Uh, unfortunately, tragically, has died in a helicopter crash this evening in Los Angeles or today in Los Angeles with his 13-year-old daughter on board as well, which is absolutely um, horrific and tragic and one of the greatest sportsman i would say you know i don't follow basketball much um but he was one of the best to ever play basketball you know for the people that do i think would probably be inclined to agree with that yeah um and right, just right up there some, with carlos spencer <laughs> and just some just some incredible incredibly sad news but before that i'd, I'd planned my any other business to be slightly more frivolous than that which... Can I just say, it is, it is ludicrous the amount of sports people and famous people and people with loads of money that have died in light aircraft and helicopter crashes. Yeah. So you know what? If you've made a shit ton of bunts and you've only been retired a couple of years, just stay out of the helicopters for a while. Yeah. You know yeah what I mean, do just that. do that. Just fly, get someone to drive you. Fly it's commercially. Fine. Fly commercially. Yeah. Get a Learjet. You don't see many, yeah. see many Learjets going down, do you? Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway. Go on a bus. <clears throat> My my frivolous any other business. It, it, this may shock you. I'm not much of a sort of peopley type person, especially for people that I don't really know. Um, and when I go to a shop or a restaurant or somewhere where someone is is providing service that I happen to be paying for, um, I don't want small talk and chit chat. I don't want them to ask me how my day's been. I don't want them to ask. I don't want them to ask me uh, what I'm doing for the rest of the day because I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to, you know, say, "Oh, have you got any nice plans coming up? Any holiday?" You know, I don't want to engage in that level of conversation with you. You are serving me my food in the supermarket or my in the restaurant or wherever it may be. You are literally putting my stuff on a conveyor belt and scanning it and i'll use that as, a, as an example and it happened today and, and if if you are that sort of person that wants to make <clears> conversation because i know you know that you know some elderly people go to the supermarket and they enjoy that type of interaction and that's fine right i get that but if you try and make conversation with people and they literally just give you one word answers just leave it there mate just leave it there don't 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 force it don't pursue it just leave Barbers it barbers right? are the worst because I don't uh, want to talk to you. <laughs> you're, you're a prick. Um, yeah, it's bloody hours for me to cut my hair, get my hair cut. They won't bloody, They just won't stop. What do you think about that? What do you think about that Man United situation? I don't. I, I don't care, mate. Cut my hair. Yeah, cut my hair as quickly as humanly possible yeah. to the best of your ability, and then we I don't can even both, care if you fuck it up, leave. mate. Just cut it. We can just both leave. And and that's fine. And you might get customers that like to have a chat, you know, and, and they will let that be known because they will answer your questions with proper answers rather than, yeah, 
Nothing. Just and and the minute that you give back a one word answer, you should have a sign. Like when I take the dogs for a walk, there are you can get different sort of coloured coats for your dogs or like collars for your dogs that says you know red do not approach dog very nervous or is angry or whatever or yellow which says the dog is you know really friendly and wants to be petted and will see other dogs and all that sort of stuff they should do that sort of stuff for humans they just like you just wear a little badge that just says don't talk to me because the dog can't go stay away from me i'm an angry cunt yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but maybe i should maybe we should have those sorts of badges for humans it just says don't talk to me if I don't want to talk to you, unless I know you, don't talk to me, and that's it. Totally agree. Um, on that, on that note, um, I've had enough of talking to you two. So, uh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> thanks very much, as always, for your company. It's been a pleasure. Next week, we'll have some Six Nations to talk about. There's a chance. Well, there's more than a chance that me and Doug will be recording this podcast in the same room, which will be weird. I don't know how we'll do that. Um, but we probably will. Uh, yeah, mate, we'll get to watch the Sunday game. Which Sunday game? Is there a Sunday game in the Six well, Nations? It's, it's, it's in, next weekend. Is England France, mate, on the Sunday? But it's a yeah. three o'clock. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Okay, so, I'm here for that then. Why I can't. Just come up and... I, I can't do that, mate. Why because, not, mate? Because I'll be strung up by my bollocks, mate. <laughs> Who cares? You've been married to her for years. What's she going to do? Leave you? Uh, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> we can but dream <laughs> uh, yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens but then obviously whether it's next Sunday night before the Super Bowl before all dogs what I could do, mate, friends what, come what I could do for you why don't we Sky Plus the games and then we can watch them and then you know but, but I'll, I'll find it hard to avoid the score this is well, why don't you listen problem. why don't you listen to a good murder on the way up oh dude, <laughs> he's just dude, gonna love... put somebody in the back here mate <laughs> Couldn't help us out, could you? I've got, I've got to avoid the England game. Can you murder this fella well, I, I found I do, on the A forty six? I do think that the case file podcast to be back next week. So yeah, I will do that, and I will, yeah. I will stay away from all forms of media. So I'll watch it when I get to your house yeah, pre Super Bowl because Super Bowl is not going to. There is absolutely not a prayer that you're going to get here and not know the score. I, I, I will try my best because <laughs> I bet you drive along looking at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> doing, 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 a t- doing a ton on the M4 doing a steady ton 70 tops <laughs> yeah it's been my car's been reviewed by Top Gear magazine so uh, yeah. Um, and yeah and then we're going to watch it's overtaking laboured at best um, then we're going to watch the Super Bowl which is in Miami so I guess it's going to be like a 1 o'clock start something like that 11 yeah, o'clock and you, you're going to meet uh, an old school pal of mine Neil he's going to be here as well I'm sure the listeners are intrigued by this. And then we're going to play golf, and I'm going to take Doug's Well, money. you're not, because your, your handicap's what? 16. Four? 16, is it? Fuck, 16. <laughs> I, me, me, 47 stable foot points, and you're yeah. telling me your handicap's 16. <laughs> we Absolute did score, clown, mate. We did score 47 points yesterday. That was a joke. Absolute jokes. Anyway, um, enjoy your weeks. Enjoy the Six Nations. It's back. Uh, hopefully it'll be a cracking weekend and we will catch up with you all very soon go well sports social podcast network 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.